This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, July 8, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. Confirmation hearings begin next week for Sonia Sotomayor. Among the key cases she'll be compelled to discuss, the Ricci Affirmative Action Decision. Cato Senior Fellow in Constitutional Studies, Ilya Shapiro, comments. What was the court asked to decide in the Ricci case? Well, if you'll remember, we discussed a few months earlier, this is the blockbuster case of a, a fairly lackluster term. Um, this is a reverse discrimination in promotion of firefighters out of New Haven. Um, the city uh, commissioned an independent uh, outside company to design a uh, race-neutral job-related test uh, for promotion of firefighters to captain and lieutenant. Um, and after running through this test of all the over 100 applicants, uh, only uh, certain whites and Hispanics were qualified for promotion. Uh, the City Civil Service Board um, refused to certify these test results, and therefore nobody got promoted after, of course, all of these firefighters went through a lot of trouble and expense to study for and um, achieve uh, at these, as I, as I said again, race-neutral uh, job-related tests. Uh, the, uh, the city uh, claimed that it was uh, acting out of fear of a lawsuit by the black firefighters and refusing to certify the results, that they would be sued under Title VII for a disparate impact claim, uh, that not enough blacks were getting promoted, etc. Uh, instead, what they got was a suit by the white and Hispanic firefighters who were denied promotions. Now, the district court uh, uh, supported the city, um, granted them a judgment saying that they were you know, following Title VII and that was a valid reason uh, for denying the promotions. The Second Circuit, on a panel that included Sony Sotomayor, the Supreme Court nominee, affirmed uh, the district court in a, in a short little squib of an opinion. They, they withdrew that and replaced it with something not much longer, but again, um, uh, not really dealing, not dealing at all with the either the constitutional or the Title VII issues. Just issuing a paragraph saying that you know, the city's actions were justified. Uh, this caused a firestorm uh, in the media, even though the panel tried to sweep it under the rug. And the court, um, uh, the, the Second Circuit, uh, took uh, took the case on banc, meaning had a vote to decide whether to rehear it, uh, all 13 of them, and th that was voted down 7-6, affirming the panel. Because of this hullabaloo, the Supreme Court took the case um, and were asked to resolve precisely these issues. The, the Title VII uh, question of whether, whether the, the city can uh, deny these promotions out of fear of litigation uh, and also whether that's a violation of the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment of the Constitution. There is no question that there was a disparate impact on the groups that took the test. Well, it depends how you define that. The way that the law works, uh, if there's a, a numerical disparity, that's just the first step. You know, here there was a numerical disparity. No blacks were promoted, whites and Hispanics were. Uh, that just shifts the burden onto the employer to establish that um, uh, there was no actual disparate treatment. There was no uh, discrimination, racial discrimination at play. Um, and here with this test, this documented uh, record of how they went about creating the test, there's no allegations that anybody was being um, you know, racially discriminatory. You know, people said that there's something wrong with the test. It could be better. But of course, a test can always be better. I mean, we remember our uh, high school algebra and calculus tests. I'm sure the teachers thought, well, you know, they could be better, but, you know, it is what it is. And it tests job-related, you know, class-related things. 
Um, so anyway, the court said that uh, reaching only the Title VII issue in an opinion by Justice Kennedy that uh, a race-based action like the city's is impermissible unless the employer can demonstrate a strong basis in evidence that had it not taken the action, it would have been liable under the disparate impact statute. That is, not just the employer has to be acting in good faith, but they have to. their fear of litigation has to be grounded in a strong basis in evidence that if they were sued for disparate impact, then they would lose. And here the court shows, going through extensively the record about the test, um, how the firefighter promotion scheme all worked, uh, there's, there's no way to believe that there was any sort of uh, nefarious discriminatory things going on here. Uh, and so not reaching the constitutional issue, that, as Justice Scalia said in his uh, concurring opinion, will be left to a, a future date because there is some tension between equal protection law and the disparate impact uh, provisions of Title VII altogether. Uh, but just uh, on, the, on the Title VII issue, the court found that this was uh, a violation, that, that the white and Hispanic firefighters uh, had a disparate impact, uh, valid disparate impact claim and were entitled to their promotions. Uh, four justices dissented with a, a lead dissent penned by uh, Justice Ginsburg. What does this do to uh, the prospects of Sonia Sotomayor uh, ascending to the court? Well, everybody knew this case was coming down the pike. Uh, everyone expected this result uh, with a 5-4 vote. I mean, this, this surprised no one. Uh, some of the legal technicalities were interesting, and we lawyers will, will look at that. But the political ramifications and the result w was not a surprise. So everybody was preparing for this, and you know, this puts the spotlight on Sotomayor in this aspect of her hearings. Uh, I certainly hope the senators on the Judiciary Committee will, will question her uh, with respect to her views on the, the wise Latina comment and, and everything else, her expectations about the people's racial and national ethnic backgrounds that come before her. Interestingly, Justice Ginsburg's dissent talks about having sympathy for the firefighters who were overlooked in promotion. Uh, and Justice Alito uh, replies to this in, in a kind of an echoing um, the whole debate over empathy and Judge, and Judge Sotomayor. He says, but sympathy is not what petitioners have a right to demand. What they have a right to demand is even-handed enforcement of the law, of Title VII's prohibition against discrimination based on race. So this issue of empathy and keeps coming up again and again. When does empathy become racial discrimination? That's what's at the heart of this case. Ilya Shapiro is editor of the Cato Institute's Supreme Court Review. You can order your copy at cato.org.